0: Wah, wah, wee, wah. Um, uh, what do you guys think of B97? Uh,
1: I mean, I don't have that much to say. I've only got four pages of notes.
2: Uh. What the fuck? Actually, I can't talk. I've probably got about the same. I've got so many. <laughs> I've got a lot of notes, but I'm I going to be able to zip through them qu- at quite a speed. But uh, I, like, I like this movie. Who'd have thunk it? I saw that no one way.
0: As, like I like
1: it too. Yeah, I as suppose. someone who appreciates some uh, uh, who's like that's uh, someone who's like slightly OCD and really likes things that are symmetrical, uh this movie is pretty just proving itself to be more and more perfect with every passing I- viewing. Uh, <laughs> Jack, how did you watch it? Actually no, first Robin, what did you think of it?
0: Um look, I'm not going to lie. This film do be quite nice. Um, and good um, and fun. Um, so I watched it and I liked it.
1: Jesus Christ, you have no idea how worried I was that there was a buck coming.
2: No, no,
0: it's just a good movie. It
1: is just a good movie.
2: <laughs> Straight up and a nice movie. An I I feel film. I've, besides
0: cutting out the high scene, I haven't really been experimental with it in a long time just because it's just a nice watch,
2: you know? That's very fair. I haven't... Yeah, ex- it's, like, it's like after it the...
0: While. This movie doesn't need yeah. fixing. It doesn't need changing. It is just nice. Although cutting out the high scene do be a nice little... Not, I wouldn't <laughs> say improvement, but a different A, a different spin, experience. you know? Yeah, yeah. A different sp- spin on a familiar formula.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like putting the milk in before the cereal, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, except one of those is fundamentally evil.
1: It's like, have you ever thought about whether or not it would be easier to just hold the razor still and move your face?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Does does that happen in something that we watch? That's from Frank. But does that have... I, re- I vividly remember maybe a cartoon or something where the razor is like held on like a stand and the person like actually just moves their face.
1: The only thing I've seen that in is Frank. Should we move on to how we watch the film?
2: <laughs> Perhaps we should. Well, I feel like if anyone is still keeping up with these episodes, you know what I'm about to say. Because a few weeks back, uh, it was I said what I was going to do, which is I watched this movie synced with uh, Black Flag's seminal hardcore punk album My War which is uh, (laughs) only 40 minutes long unfortunately so it was the first 40 minutes of this film synced up with Black Flag's My War and I just all my notes are just notes on synchronicities and ways in which I think this album genuinely very much improves uh this movie and the experience of watching it, but uh, before I go into that, I feel like I should give some background on the album. Is look if you're listening to episode what forty six of this fucking podcast, you're probably is familiar it
1: 46 with forty six or
2: is it forty seven? Oh, one or the other. Look, if is you're if you're if you're this deep in, you're probably familiar with the fucking Bean movie. Uh, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. the chances Have of you you being familiar with crossed. Yeah, the chances of you being uh, acquainted with uh, Black Flag's My War, you know, the odds aren't impossible, but they're, it's. Slim. Given that
1: the only people that are listening to this are our family,
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, My War is a 1984 album by uh, the band Black Flag, fronted by Henry Rollins. Uh, one of my fucking that was a woo, that was a, boo. a I'm glad it was a woo. I thought it was a boo for a second. I was like, oh no, the, no my friendship. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
2: he's probably one of my favorite vocalists of all time. One of my favorite lyricists. He's just a a fucking bad dude, you know. And I mean bad as in but like, also a good dude. But also a good dude. Exactly. He used to be a total dickhead. These days, he's very sweet um mm. but he loves traveling yeah uh just v- like notorious for his stage presence and his vocal delivery being incredibly aggressive and just like super duper fucking wild uh some trivia about this album the vocals were recorded in the foyer of the studio in which the album was being recorded Uh, because the vocal booth was too small for Henry Rollins to flail around the way he wanted to so he went out into the foyer they set up a microphone I don't even think they had a mic stand I think he held the fucking mic just in his hand oh my god Uh, duct taped his headphones to his head so they wouldn't fall off because he was thrashing around so much Uh, Hmm. throughout the album you can hear sort of strange clunks and like buzzes and stuff which is the uh the coke vending machine that was in the foyer of the studio Basically, like it's a super messy sounding album like it's like the songs are super chaotic and a lot of the guitar solos are completely atonal that was lead guitarist uh, Greg Ginn's whole deal was just not playing in tune when playing solos he'd just be like I'm gonna play as many fucking notes as I can but none of them are allowed to be in the key of the fucking song um, <laughs> and yeah the entire album is quite fast-paced, quite incredibly aggressive, except for the last three songs, which caused a big uh, divide in Black Flag's fan base, because the last three songs are pretty much, like, sludge metal. They're just super-duper <laughs> fucking slow, and, like, literally, like, snails pace slow, and really well, we've,
1: we've already happy. established that bean is a snail so <laughs> Bean
3: is a snail so it fits <laughs>
2: but i'm just gonna launch into my notes opening track is my war which is just this soup again super fast-paced super chaotic fucking madness the lyrics are just kind of henry rollins like having a paranoid breakdown uh my notes are just uh it works well with the opening sequence uh there's a lyric that is uh, it's kind of repeats throughout the song which is you say that you're my friend but you're one of them which I assume is in reference to the board members which are you know conspiring against Bean. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, that could that could be in reference to the the man who wanted to keep him but uh, oh, ended he? up sending him off anyways like you know you used to be my friend but I guess you're just one of them you uh, want to send me you want to ship me off anyway. <laughs> to be fair, fair, the man
1: that he doesn't you know, put his hand up. He's the only one that vo- doesn't vote for sending mm. Bean away. He maybe, maybe it's the board members
0: talking about him.
2: Oh, no. now that's something I had. I hadn't mean, the whole,
0: be, uh, the whole song could be. The whole song could just be referencing even um, Bean's war. Bean's war <laughs> on uh, conventiona- <laughs> conventionality. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's to say?
0: Um there's another line Means war on marriages that he's not involved in. <laughs>
2: uh another lyric uh, states I want to kill some my heart the end will come uh which is which it's
0: foreshadowing the end of the movie well not quite (laughs) what i was getting at (laughs) the
2: thing is that lyric is uh screamed as soon as george berson makes his first appearance and obviously (laughs) he's dead so (laughs) that makes sense um so wait that could be hinting at the
0: fact that he might die in the movie's runtime he yeah in between his first and like second (laughs) appearance (laughs) Uh,
2: and my last note on this particular song uh, there's a bit where Henry Rollins runs out of breath and he he just wheezes the fucking lyrics because he just like you know it's pretty like exasperated but uh, that comes uh, uh, that happens as soon as the I just have her down as the tea lady can you remember what the receptionist is called
1: Dot for me standards.
2: Dot from me the... standards. When she comes on screen, Henry Rollins wheezes like an old person, and I thought that was funny. Uh, and I actually have one more note. Uh, the very <laughs> the this song ends with like uh, basically the whole band just gradually slowing down with these really dramatic kind of uh, staccato stabs, and the whole track pretty much you know sounds like it's collapsing. Which happens as Bean collapses on the ground in the the foyer of the no gallery. Uh, next song is Can't Decide, uh, which begins... Actually, I've written... Begins as soon as the chairman enters. Obviously, he's blocking the decision to fire Bean. You know, can't decide. Uh, <laughs> one the, there's a lyric, I always wear a smile, because anything but a smile, which... Is saying uh while well, we get alternating shots between Dot and Bean. Bean is smiling like a little idiot and <laughs> dot is not. Um <laughs> side note, uh Walter's outfit matches the boardroom walls in the Grierson gallery. Oh no way. And uh, around here I we're introduced to hmm?
3: mm. Aww. Oh, I thought
2: its okay. I thought you were saying something.
3: No. Okay. (laughs)
2: Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) there. Leave that in. (laughs) Around here, we're.
0: I think all three of us had a different technical difficulty there at the same time. No idea what happened. (laughs) Uh,
2: Around here, we're introduced to David, who—well, it's actually around the time that he's trying to keep control of the situation in which he is created by inviting Bean to stay in his family home without consulting his family. And this happens just as we get uh, a very atonal, chaotic guitar solo. And I just thought that fit really (laughs) nicely. Uh, Mirroring the anxiety
0: in his mind. Exactly.
2: Another lyric, I conceal my feelings so I won't have to explain what I can't explain. Which is, again, uh, probably in reference to David's closeted life. Because, you know, we've talked a lot about him probably being closeted and having feelings for Bean, wanting to be with a man of the arts. Uh, Like, he's literally trying to explain the pros of Bean staying in his family home to everyone when there really aren't any. Uh, (laughs) No. Next song. It'll ruin our marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Next song is Beat My Head Against the Wall. Uh, Anne Hathaway is on the (laughs) plane. Not sure if we've mentioned that before.
0: They say Anne Hathaway's
2: on this track. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's on the plane. It's also her birthday today. Do you know she's only thirty-eight? I always thought she was Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Oh, I, uh, Anne Hathaway is thirty-eight. Yeah, that's walking what? crazy. I I had her. As... Was her
0: first big movie Princess Diaries?
1: Maybe. I think so. She was in the English dub like... of The Cat Returns.
2: Oh yeah
0: Oh, she played the main girl? Yep yeah. I suppose she would have had been young during them And they were what, mid-2000s? In
3: real, yeah, like abouts, yeah, mid-early
0: Mid-2000s That's crazy yeah. You could have told me she was 70 and I would have believed it
1: Yeah, and, not, and it's not <laughs> even <laughs> You could have like, also <laughs> told me that she was 20 and I'd have probably bought it
2: like because i thought she I thought she was a, a bit older, but I don't mean that in a oh, she looks old way, she's just kind of got like a timeless quality about her. She's just always been around, yeah, um
0: can't remember a time when I wasn't
2: much around. like anyway.
1: Bean she's been around since fifty six b c
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh b c standing for uh bean corn Anyways, uh beat my head against the wall. Uh there's a really slow part that plays at the beginning and it, it matches Bean prancing around uh first class uh really, really well. There's a lyric <laughs> which is uh tension builds up so quickly I start acting like a dick. No method to the madness, which is obviously, you know, Bean's behavior on the plane. because uh, he's <laughs> just acting like a dick. <laughs> Uh, Yeah,
0: but it's the the amount of tension he feels between him and the lower classes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The first time we hear the lyric uh, beat my head against the wall, which is sung in this really slow, maniacal, just (laughs) terror-filled way, is when we see David and Walter disagreeing over the merchandise. Um, And there's also a few cuts between Bean and Timmy Puker Jr. that sync up perfectly with some very heavy staccato stabs with the lyrics, no method to the madness. Next song, I Love You. There's a groovy bit as Bean uh, (laughs) kind of sneaks along the travelator in the airport. Uh, We get the lyric, I love you when we cut to David and when we cut between Bean and the gun. Obviously Bean loves the gun. Uh, (sighs) I can't talk (laughs) another lyric I can't talk I can't think as the police confront Bean on Travelator and he's just kind of mumbling and sweating like an idiot (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we cut between the family and Bean and we get another I love you Uh, also the Langley living room has the same colour palette as the cover of this album obviously meant to be Next song, "Forever Time," (laughs) uh, which is (laughs) there's a lyric. I feel like some sort of death machine. Uh, Obviously, we've discussed Bean being death personified, like just you know, like he (laughs) is death and final destination and all that. This we know this to be true. Um, I don't know why I don't have any. I don't have any other notes on that song, but it just fits really well with Bean's little uh, routine of like tricks that he shows um, Kevin. Like his ears wiggling and shit. Just works. Yeah. Next song is The Swinging Man. Uh, <laughs> and I just have Bean Jumping at the Hairdryer just fits. It totally fits. I'm not crazy. <laughs> bean Jumping at the Hairdryer is also apt accompaniment. I am not crazy. That's I read that verbatim. Uh, <laughs> and remember earlier I said there's lots of parts of this album where there's just like static and the sound of that coke machine. We get one of those at the end of this song, and it comes in as soon as we get that really weird shot of uh, Grierson, Walter, and Bernice walking towards David and Bean in the boardroom. (laughs) You know, the one where it's just dead on, and it's literally just... (laughs) 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 I've always referred to
1: that shot. I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, just... As the
2: Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh I'm on the last three songs now, which is where they get real slow Sluggy. and real doomy and sludgy. Uh nothing left inside. I'm just gonna read these verbatim. Wait a minute, they get really sludgy as Bean is moving along the wall like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they do. <laughs> um let's see. Nothing left inside. I'm gonna read these verbatim and whack through them. Uh, Pace of
0: song matches Bean's (laughs) movement (laughs) Uh,
2: Sludgy terror Totally matches Bean's fear He's out of his depth There's a lyric Nothing, nothing, nothing As they all admire paintings Art is dead Uh, What? There was a lyric that I'm not sure um, I'm not sure If the lyric is Painted my heart Or pains my heart but come on, that's perfect because they're lucky at paintings. And like. So um, clearly
1: what we got to do now is sync this song up to playback time. Uh, <laughs> purely for the nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, of course. Um,
2: there's a really chuggy riff as Bean looks over his shoulder while he's over by the tombstones and fuck, it just works. Um... <laughs> a recurring thing that happen, any scene where david and bean or any characters driving around la this album just works perfectly for it and i mean like black flag were from la except for henry rollins he was from washington but the band like were based in la and mm. uh, uh, definitely at the time of this album coming out anyway so rocking about la to some sludge tacular slow boy riffs
3: Mm. <laughs>
2: That's my note. I want to see you as David enters the kitchen to try makeup make up with Allison. I want to see you being a lyric. Um, is this song about Allison's love for David fading? Next song is Three Nights. Uh, <laughs> which has the lyric, been waiting on you as Allison comes to see Bean in the living room. More like, Bean waiting on you uh, <laughs> Again it just matches The driving scenes perfectly Another lyric I want to make you feel How you make me feel uh, Just before Bean begins tampering With the ride of doom.
3: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs>
2: uh and then all caps the fucking ride of doom with these doomy doomy riffs fuck and that slow zoom out in the police station holy shit this is bliss god i love this song and this movie uh, continuing in all caps this makes the mirror scene so much more menacing ah i love this he's playing fucking air guitar for god's sake <laughs> Um, and his drums were perfectly in yeah. time. <laughs> like a few of them were. Um, <laughs> actually, that was, that was one of my. He's highlights. Getting the chords right and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Henry Rollins repeatedly sings the lyric "Stick me" uh, as the door opens to reveal George Grierson. Like, need I say more? He's dead. Uh, or alternatively, stick me could be what's going. He's hot. Th- <laughs> stick me could be what's going through David's head. He's so mortified that he wants to die. This is around the turkey or, scene.
1: Or, no, another theory stick me could be what the onions are saying to Bean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I can only like if imagine someone just heard this out of context. <laughs> I don't know why they. The onions said, "Stick me to bean And then we go to the final song on the album, which is "Scream," which begins as we come to the turkey scene, which is oh, one of my favorite notes is in here as well. Uh, so this starts during the turkey scene which is surely the point at which David's true descent into madness begins beautiful (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the song really kicks in as we get that gorgeous shot of David looking so so frightened (laughs) and sweaty (laughs) you know when Bean comes in with the onions (laughs) and he's just sat in his chair looking horrible Um, (laughs) this is one of my favorite notes so you know where sits down next to Bean to and he's like, Oh, I wanna ask you a question, Bean and Bean just walks off because the microwave starts beeping and fizzing yeah. and shit. Um the I shit you not. I shit you not as that happens the lyric that is fucking sang is I've got better things to do than listen to you. <laughs> 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 and- <laughs>
3: Uh, getting
2: to the end now of my analysis. Um, another lyric, I blow my cool all over the place. Obviously, a reference to the fact that the kitchen is splattered with dismembered <laughs> turkey parts. Um, that That's shot incredible. of David alone and depressed in his bedroom is so much darker with this soundtrack. This is the day after, obviously. Uh <laughs> There's another chaotic guitar solo as Bean and David wrestle in the shower. So ace. Uh, (laughs) And we get a Henry Rollins grunt as David does that evil look. And I think my final note... uh, Outside the shower? Outside the shower, yeah. I think this is my final note now. Uh, The lyric, I'll scream in your ear until I find out exactly what it is I'm doing here. That's clearly Bean's point of view. He's out of his depth, over the edge of sanity and reason. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. And that explains why he's just constantly screaming <laughs> in <into> his ear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, do, he does be screaming, you know? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Wow. It was honestly so beautiful. I stopped taking notes after that because I had so many. I was like, I don't. I just. I'm just going to enjoy the rest of the movie, vanilla. So, you know, it yeah, know, br- yeah. it brings you up as far as, um, I think the final few notes of the final song are played as, uh, Whistler's Mother arrives, as we see, as, as David and Bean first see her. Nice. But, uh, anyone want to go through their notes? Sorry, I really, I didn't think it would take me that long to go through all of them, but it really did. Oh,
0: no, that, that was beautiful.
1: Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few notes, uh, like I say, about three and a half, four pages thereabouts, uh. I, j- I, there's really no subtle. I may as well just describe how I watched the film. Uh, so I've, I've decided you to call. It I decided to call my method of the film "We've Been Here Before," uh, <laughs> and <laughs> okay. it is I watched the film simultaneously backwards and forwards, uh, with each layered over each other at fifty percent opacity, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Tenet uh, and I can confirm that this film is perfectly symmetrical. Oh my god, not only did this viewing key me into how much foreshadowing is in this movie that we haven't picked up on, but also how much foreshadowing is in this movie that is foreshadowing something that's perfectly symmetrical to it in the runtime. <laughs> Jesus
3: Christ.
1: So, let me fucking begin. Firstly, Bean, uh, the post-credit scene plays over the Universal logo, so it's Bean, like, literally globe-trotting, walking across the planet. It's Uh like
2: the start of a razorhead, surely. (laughs)
0: So, so it, it's literally like it's, it's the film Wait hold on so did you only watch Did you watch the film like at, uh, pretty, Like half the runtime? then Like when you got to the middle did you just like say like okay
1: No I watched the whole thing I'm not sure if I should have vlogged it twice or not But uh anyway <laughs> uh, So Bean walking across the Universal logo It is like in the film where he's Travelling across the globe eh? eh? Oh
2: for fuck's sake Ooh uh both <laughs> the
1: working title the working title presents logo from both the end credits and the opening credits show up at the exact same time uh the uh there are two scenes in the film where I love la plays one which is obviously the uh you know the montage at the end but also it's playing on a radio during the here in our oh, house for fuck's sake
2: no <laughs> no both of those play
1: both of those play like back to back I'm telling you
2: that's, that's so
1: insane. insane. Uh, Bean, uh, you know, fucking making fun of the people in Coach in on the plane uh, comes on the exact same time that uh, he gives David the laxatives as a present. Uh, so I think that's the film trying to say that uh, Bean thinks poor people are shit.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or he thinks David's poor.
1: <laughs> alright, alright, next one. This is a big one. Bean taking a photograph of the man on the plane and him getting pissed at Bean happens the exact same time he takes a photograph of the man on the no! motorcycle. No that gets way. pissed off at Bean. That's, so that's,
2: dad. So that's both foreshadowing
1: <laughs> and it happens simultaneously. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, and then y- during the I Love LA montage, there's obviously, ju- right at the beginning, there's a Budweiser ad, as we pointed out before. Uh, uh-huh. Happens over Whistler's father's beer mug. Oh yeah, uh Timmy Puker first announcing that he doesn't feel well happens just as we uh g- g- go back to the hospital scene uh and <laughs> this is this is another big one, both again, both foreshadowing of a sort and happens simultaneously. uh, the puke bag popping when Bean hits it and bean defibrillating himself
3: <laughs> same it,
1: like not even like they happen close to each other. I swear it's like down to the frame. It's so perfect. (laughs) And also, uh, the first and last time we see Brutus in the film, uh, perfectly symmetrical there.
2: Fuck Uh, off, this is too much. My brain hurts. (laughs) Now, uh,
1: next one uh, is, again, another little bit of foreshadowing that I hadn't picked up on before. You know Bean's little wave at Allison when he first meets her, that creepy little wave?
2: Uh huh. Mm.
1: Uh, right as that's happening is during the surgery scene where the surgeons are like, "No, we're gonna lose him," and he waves his hand like, "Watch!"
3: Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm telling you.
1: And the bean eating the M and M's in the Langley house happens just as he eats the M M&M and M out of Brutus.
2: No. <laughs> I hate how you described that. He eats the m M&M out of Brutus. Fuck How else you. would you describe it? He, I don't know. Not like I, that. Like, no. <laughs> anyway. This
1: is so gross. My next note, this isn't anything to do with the uh, the watching it backwards and forwards, this is just a general note, and that's that the, being being able to wiggle his ears, the fact that they didn't call that back was a missed opportunity. I was thinking that. I was thinking that when like, he pulled uh,
0: out the uh, bullet, and he like did his ear. He did a little <laughs> weird eagle to the woman beside him. <laughs> uh,
1: what I was thinking was it could be like like in Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, where he has to like use it during the heist scene to turn off some lasers or something.
2: Oh, that's such a. <laughs> you should have fucking written this. <laughs> like, I know. I
1: sake. know. I mean, I know the script off by heart already. <laughs> And now you know it
0: backwards and forwards (laughs) Now
1: Bean's in the bathroom at the gallery David comes through the door To tell him we're gonna be late Just as David comes through the door We're at the hospital Security guard coming in and out of the bathroom
3: Oh Oh my god God.
0: Fuck me Another note that doesn't relate to How did they make it like this
1: this is why they cut out all those amazing scenes So that it could be perfectly <laughs> symmetrical uh, Next note again has nothing to do with The way I watched it It's just uh, when Grierson t- I noticed when Grierson takes the pamphlet from Bean He hands it to Bernice And kind of says very angrily This is very out of date I think that's him <laughs> getting angry at Bernice Because as a publicist Maybe she has something to do with the leaflets And he's pissed oh, at her for not updating them
2: that's actually very fair.
1: In which case, Bernice, you're not doing your fucking job. Hashtag justice for Grierson. Uh. <laughs>
2: he's dead, he's dead, goddammit. He needs justice.
1: And My next note is something, because on the Ride of Doom, and in one of the deleted scenes, there are versions of Mad Pianos playing, I just had the, uh, the, the Is does Mad Pianos exist in-universe? like it kind of Of must but like in what form because it hasn't there isn't a bean movie for it to be written for
0: that's
3: well unless
0: Mm. it depends if you take the ride of doom like music as diegetic or not
1: well the music on the walkman in the deleted scene that's obviously diegetic
0: yeah but it's also deleted
3: that's true
1: Anyway, uh, my next note, I noticed an additional bit of dialogue that I'd never noticed before. As they are exiting the Ride of Doom, you can very faintly hear an announcement over, like, a, a speaker saying, thank you for taking the Ride of Doom.
2: Oh, I've tra- yeah, oh, I've noticed yeah. that one before.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I just thought it was really ri- He goes, I- thank
2: I- you for... It.
1: No, it was, it, it, the, the, the thing is, I found it really funny because it's just, like, a really calm, monotone yeah. voice. <laughs> thank <laughs> really you for is. taking the Ride of Ride Doom. of <laughs> Doom. Doom.
2: <laughs> that's exactly I mean like you know I wonder actually my my theory is that they don't have that pre-recorded so a member of staff has to say that every time like it's like a personalized thank you to the guests which I think kind of is a it's a very American thing I feel like greeters and uh, yeah.
1: I don't anyway know, speaking of the ride of doom the first time they're on the ride of doom plays over Jennifer getting on Stingo's bike so that is two oh, yeah. different rides of doom right there. Fuck!
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> and the second... I'd love, I'd love if they in the hospital scene um, or like, I don't know, even when she you gets You saw to the, Stingo the coming
3: game. out
1: and the doctor just goes you shouldn't have taken that ride of doom.
0: David's like oh, I'm sick of her getting on motorcycles it's such a ride of doom. <laughs> anyway,
1: so the second ride of doom takes place over the heist scene which is two times that Bean has seriously harmed another person.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Multiple uh, my, people.
3: <laughs> my
1: next three notes are just Gilmore Girls-based notes. Uh, Ooh, as as we do, I will get them. As we do every single week, we have pointed. Out, I'm pointing out the Gilmore Girls connections in this film. Uh, first, my <laughs> we've first done that every other week. Oh yeah, we've done this every single week. Uh, <laughs> so uh my first note is Mr. It and Mrs. You might
0: have. I I've I don't know. I don't I haven't seen Gilmore Girls. My Maybe first note
1: is Mr and Mrs. Grierson remind me of the grandparents from Gilmore Girls. Oh uh, they
2: they are a bit like Richard and Emily, aren't they?
1: Yeah. My second note is uh I'm uh I think it's uh, Deacon Matthews. He plays a passenger in Bean. He play he plays the man that uh the the I think Bean is. It, it fucking gets vomit on and shit. Uh, he plays. uh. Hanlin Char Charleston? Uh. I think. Like Wait a.
2: Handlin Char- I'm gonna need to look up the. Give me a fucking hot minute.
1: Then there's. Wow. uh. Rob Brownstein, who plays Richard's business associate in Gilmore Girls, and plays underrated character Dick Jerno in Bean.
2: <laughs> Wait, what's his name, sorry?
1: Which one? They're the I just the, named the, uh, three the a- people.
2: the actor's name.
1: The actor who plays Dick Journo is Rob Brownstein.
2: Uh, hold on sorry, I'm looking up the first, I'm look oh my god. Holy shit <laughs> Sorry, I I'm i I'm still I'm still on um the guy that the Bean gets vomit on, fucking uh, Deacon Deacon Matthews. He's like a really prominent character in Gilmore Girls. He's um He's the principal of um. Yep. Of Rory's he's school. He's the principal,
1: and he's the the man on the plane who been and, gets his medicine
2: from. And so, sorry, Rob uh, Brownstein.
1: That's it. Rob Brownstein.
2: Fuck. Wait, off. Wait,
1: while you're looking that up, I'm going to move on to my next note, which is.
2: Fucking uh, hell! Sorry, I've just, I've looked it up there. I just wanted to see what he looked like. That's so you, you bastard. Uh, Anyway,
1: I've got uh, next two scenes of Bean in the kitchen, which is uh, the the scene where Bean is eating the fucking turkey and the scene where he's drinking his (laughs) Hangover Cure milk. Uh, They both play over (laughs) each other. And now this is another (laughs) big one. This is another fucking big one. Both yesterday scenes. No. The scene where it's playing in David's bedroom and the scene where they're singing it fucking simultaneously
0: fuck oh my god. God. you wanna
1: hear something fucking mental though go on you know you wanna know what happens when during the bedroom yesterday the lyric there's a shadow hanging over me plays
3: <laughs> no
0: I
1: swear to god bean oh is the god. shadow
0: <laughs> <laughs> the editing in this movie must have been rigorous
1: uh and anyway they meet uh, halfway uh, during the employee washroom scene just as he's like getting it into the vice uh and my my final note is just employee washroom backwards is kind of nice it's just been fixing the painting <laughs> <laughs>
3: He did oh it. <laughs> he, did. he saved the day. He saved Whistler's mother. Yeah,
1: watching the film backwards is so relaxing.
2: <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, here. like, I guess it's just Be- kind of. Wait, hold on. Going no, up. it's
0: not, because he puts Jennifer in a coma.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he fucking inserts a bullet into
1: Brutus. <laughs>
2: I love like like, he puts Jennifer in a coma by I guess reverse body slamming her and then
0: (laughs) like there's no he lies in her and then jumps off her and and puts her in a coma there's
2: no indication as to her waking up so like the next time we see her we can only assume that like that's her ghost (laughs) if you're watching it in reverse of course like any normal person and it was great that he
0: waited it's um Wait, then what does he do in the high scene If it's backwards
2: He, he takes replaces
0: somebody's <laughs> After putting in a poster So he takes out the poster and <laughs> puts in the real painting That's that destroyed right? and says or... I'll fix it later And he's <laughs> and already he does. Done it after the speech
2: uh, Or he um, He notices uh While giving his speech Oh drats, someone has left chewing gum All over Whistler's mother I best remove <laughs> it I'll do it tonight <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and then He just does it while a oh, guard is in the bathroom the... And then you know Just he as see, soon yeah, as he's he done the, the, the guard and comes he up with
0: He says oh, I'll just take the laxatives out of his drink
1: <laughs> Yeah exactly
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guard's just on his bathroom really nice break to And then he has, to, he has to kick the door a bunch of
0: times Just to make sure it's locked
2: uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that scene I where do like
0: He has to take the laxatives out of his drink <laughs> Just in <engaged>. case <laughs>
2: I love that scene where uh, Beat and David reassemble a turkey in uh, a microwave. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they build that turkey. And Mr. and Mrs. Grayson just
1: fucking
0: leave.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was,
0: it was weird that they live in the house.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they George, live,
0: you... They leave at that point.
2: George, you're here. Oh, sorry, David. I was dead. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I feel like we're
1: focusing too much on the film playing backwards and not enough on how perfectly symmetrical it is. I mean,
2: it is, yeah, it no, is that's, eerie. That's absolutely wild. It's very like, eerie.
1: So so many of those were just too perfect. <laughs> it has to be intentional.
0: The editing is insane. Yeah. Like, we've I just mean, like...
1: proven that on another level, this film is a fucking masterpiece.
0: In multiple
3: dimensions.
2: (laughs) I mean, we all know that Mel Smith is the backwards man, so, you know.
0: Yeah, he can walk backwards fast as you can.
2: Yeah. He has gone on record as saying, I'm the backwards man, the backwards man, backwards man, backwards man. I can walk backwards fast as you can.
0: That's what he said on all the press tours in this movie, and everyone was like, what does that mean? And his deathbed. Now we finally uncovered it.
1: This is true. We finally we cracked the case.
0: (laughs) Mel Smith, truly a man who lived his life backwards.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so
1: Rob, what crazy experimental Uh. way did you watch the film (laughs) this week?
0: Uh, In multiple parts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I need to not watch this movie Vanilla, but it's so hard just because of how nice it is. Um, well, we only got, it, we've I only got we've only got nice two more watch watches of this
1: movie.
0: Yeah, my last watch of this movie will be insane. Your last
1: watch is going to be slowed down to two
0: frames a second. <laughs> I'm going to watch it over the period of all of next year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One frame a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> every frame. Um. Uh, every frame a day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> every, every frame, frame of a painting! <laughs>
2: every frame a day, implying that you're going to watch it every day for 365 days.
0: Yeah, but that's only going to be 365 frames. Yeah, that's going to be a few H- seconds. How many would that <laughs>
1: it's going to be like a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just, so you only, just got to live another, years. like, yeah, 90 years or so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way Mel Smith intended Maybe then I'll finally extract we, we, every meaning.
1: Boys, I have a I have a suggestion. How about since you know we take we take the uh the phrase every frame of painting to a whole new level, and we commission artists to paint one frame of every frame from this film, and then we buy our own art gallery in Los Angeles <laughs> that has a permanent exhibition that is just paintings of this entire film. Stretched over a really long hallway, so if people run fast enough, maybe <laughs> they like can watch book. the film. If they run
3: fast enough, maybe we could oh, have we a, can a, have travel like a treadmill on the floor. We yeah, can we, we could a have a travelator
1: so that it's no, no, like no, the film. No, no,
0: no, no. But if you have a treadmill and like when you run and the <laughs> treadmill like moves, then a little, small bit of audio plays, so you have to run at a certain speed that will be like correlated to the pictures that the soundtrack will yeah, play. It generates as just
1: enough electricity that the walls kind of move as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Perfect.
3: Like
0: the, whole, the whole floor is like a vinyl record that you have to run on <laughs> to get it to play. That plays along with the movie. Boys, you have how
3: to
1: much run would it cost for to do an hour this? and a half?
0: Every bit of money that we'd ever earn in our yeah. entire lives. I, <laughs> right, well, I if think... one of
1: us wins something someday, then uh get <laughs> on this. Uh, patent pending, <laughs> copyright us. No one's allowed to do this.
2: If anyone if any of us wins something, not necessarily money, just
1: like <laughs> yeah, just general. win anything and then trade it. Start uh, bargaining I won Science so Week in secondary schools that
2: count
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um I wonder uh, maybe you could Oh okay Here's an idea I'm not sure if you guys remember When I think the first Of the newest Star Wars trilogy Came out A vinyl was released Of the Oh I remember this It had like a holographic thing on it Exactly if you played it uh, On I think you needed A a record player with like a, a Spotlight on it which is a thing it would, yeah, basically a, a holographic like Tie Fighter or Millennium Falcon would hover above the record as it played. Very cool, very well done. To be fair, we should we could organize that for this Mad Pianos on Vinyl, and
0: except Mad Pianos are slowed down to an hour and a half, so we watched the entire movie <laughs> in a
3: holograph. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there are there are special. Vinyl discs that, uh, if put into a very special player, can play just like actual video files that are very low quality, black and white things.
0: Mm. Mainly just yeah, they're called laser discs. <laughs> I mean, okay, oh, yep. DVDs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love I love laser discs. They're just they're so silly looking. Bring them back. Bring them back. Gavin Lawless and... is a fan.
1: I've oh, never. Yeah? I don't think I've even so much as held a laser disc. I've, I've always been tempted to like shell out for one just and like frame it or something, but I, I, ne- I can never find find the uh, the will to sink the money into something that I can't play.
2: Yeah. Forest Gump on Laserdisc
3: <laughs>
2: Uh Any any guesses as to what two Laserdiscs Gavin Lawless might own? He only owns two. Uh, Pokemon the first
0: movie, and the Blues Usual Brothers. Usual
1: suspects.
2: None of the
0: above. Surprised he doesn't love Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. considering.
2: The, I mean, look, the The story is he, I, and Zoe went to a charity shop in Wrathmines, uh, and he just found two laser discs, just randomly, and he's like, Oh, I don't own any laser discs. And I was like, Do you have a player? <laughs> no, but I want them. <laughs> just like, you know, Gavin's a. Uh, He's a man for the collecting shit that he can't use. <laughs> like the, the amount the amount of broken record players I've seen that boy buy is obscene. Um He'll fix them someday. Someday. Uh the two laser discs, if I remember correctly, were Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> Has
1: anyone ever tried putting a laserdisc on a vinyl player?
2: I can imagine it it's just ruined Nothing it. would happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I know that
1: laser discs aren't an optical format. They they do have, like, ridges in them, like, like a vinyl. It's just it's read by a, a laser,
0: I'm pretty sure. But... <laughs> Who you knows? So maybe you'd get the soundtrack.
2: I think maybe I could do a YouTube tutorial called How to Fucking Ruin Your Laser oh, Disc and Vinyl That's Needle. A- in that's a what fucking idea
1: we should we should when we finally get around to releasing our album we should only release it on limited edition Laserdisc <laughs> <laughs> <Just> have... Laserdisc
2: have <laughs> five of them made ever
3: <laughs> no one can play them <laughs>
0: you play it by hanging it up and shooting your laser pointer at it in a (laughs) a certain
1: (laughs) you have to scan it manually put it into fucking pro
3: tools (laughs) (laughs) and And then listen to a shit called
2: Pro Tools tools first
0: (laughs) instead of the album we could just release chord and lyric sheets and have people make it themselves
2: (laughs) that's some fucking um, oh what were they called again KLF that's some KLF shit Oh, not familiar. They released a lot of s- silly, stupid shit. Very fucking like post-ironic nineties like rave music. But they also just did a lot of weird art shit. Uh, w- you probably have heard of them as the band that burned one million pounds oh, yeah. on an island off the coast of Wales.
3: I
0: fully respect that so much.
2: Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the Patreons and such?
1: Yes. Actually, you know what? It kind of reminds me of Chris Sebe, uh, who's best known for his character of Frank Sidebottom, but he also did a mm. lot of solo stuff on his own. Uh, I think one of my favorite things he did was he released uh, a two-sided single. On one side was a song, on the other side was a bunch of fucking... It was actually just a computer program. Where you play it on your vinyl player, then you fucking record it onto a tape, and you could play it on your fucking 80s home computer. And it was just like a little interactive bit of software that that you played along with the, the single, and it was basically like an interactive music video type thing.
2: That's very cool.
0: Oh, that's very cool.
1: He also, uh... It's
0: crazy that he never got any notoriety ever.
1: He never got any notoriety except for playing Frank. I do recommend that you watch, uh, being frank it's a very good documentary mm, uh onto the onto the the mailbag
2: oh do we have a mailbag
1: i i think so technically
2: uh, okay well i don't have my keyboard so Acapella. uh
1: yeah so our first question uh comes from as soon as my fucking uploads all right our one and only question comes from i know nothing okay who asks or uh
2: no. Meh.
1: On to the Patreons, go fucking acapella theme.
3: Our first Patreon is Adam <laughs> Redmond. Our second Patreon is Mrs.
1: H. Our third Patreon is Jack Kavanaugh. And our fourth Patreon is the one, the only.
3: Andy Kinsella. <laughs>
1: Uh, If you want to support us on Patreon, then support us on Patreon.
0: See ya.